Hey guys, welcome back to Biz and Tears. It's Shannon Vic here. This week we're talking about sampling um, and whether we think it is a bit of a crime, bit of a stitch up um, copyright wise, or whether we think it's good for the creativity of new music. Um, we will also be giving a bit of a review on the new Glass Animals album called Dreamland. So stick by for that. Um, Shen, what is your opinion on sampling? Well, um, I have written a essay on the ethics of sampling. So I'd say I'm somewhat knowledgeable on the topic. Um, but uh, in my point of view, uh, I think that it really depends on the way that it's used. So when I, when I did my research on it, I looked at the case study of something called the arm and break, which was a drum, a drum break within the B side of an album from the sixties or something like that, um, way back when. And this drum break, um, became pretty much the core drum break of like all drum and bass, all drunk, all jungle. It's it really just like helped form this these these genres, and it was it's considered to be the most sampled piece of music of all time in history. And um, the creators of it actually did not receive a single penny for the use of it from any artist. And um, the, the actual drummer who created it, you know, he ended up homeless and, uh, you know, died uh, homeless without any money. Um, so I looked at that and then, so then from that you kind of think, yeah, it's not like super ethical, but I really think that it, Nowadays, people tend to use sampling in a much more ethical way. You know, if you sample something, you're always looking at reimbursing the original artist um, and things like that. But yeah, so I think it really depends on the way that it's used. But, and, but then again, with the internet nowadays and the ability to just take anything from a certain song and then just put it into your own song, it really, it makes it easy for people to just take and then use and then not reimburse the original artist. So, I mean, it really depends on how, it depends on the moral compass of the person who uses it and, you know, the way they use it. So, I mean, it, it's really, it really depends on the situation in my eyes. Yeah. And I feel like now every, like a, it, people are a lot more on top of copyright as well. Like mm. you have like, a certain snippet if on like an Instagram video or like a YouTube video or something like that, it's immediately picked up by like just the system or whatever um, mm. for copyright. So like you can't really use it like you used to be able to use it and get away with it as easily, especially if you want to make money from it. Like if you want to make money, you can't use other people's stuff. Like otherwise, yeah, you just can't make the money. But I just think that, yeah, I think that if people are getting paid for it, then it's chill. Um, and there's so many samples that are like public domain, um, mm. that like anyone can use. So like, I feel like that's fine. Um, and that's cool. And I think 
sampling is just such when it's used well it's such a cool way to make music like i've found so many artists through people sample like huge artists sampling their songs in their track like i'm pretty sure drake sampled like a melbourne artist oh it was hiatus coyote um he sampled one of her songs in his one of his songs and that's how i found hiatus coyote because um it was like through a sample and like so especially like more rap artists and like producers um like music producers use a lot of samples as well like and tyler the creator kanye they're like a lot of their huge like songs are from samples as well mm. um which is really really cool and it can really make or break a song um and it's not just like music either like people sample like snippets of like a movie or like mm. snippets of i don't know like a speech or something like a martin luther king speech or something like that and it can really make a song like a lot more powerful than if it wasn't if you didn't have that so i think taking it and making it your own is one thing which is like really good and like you know innovation and creativity but taking it and kind of just making it how it was is just a rip-off and shouldn't be allowed yeah i think that if it's used ethically it's uh, an incredible way for you know continued innovation and adding on to previous previous music i i also when when looking at copyright itself copyright is you know at its core it's in place to prevent people from ripping things off but also helps to promote innovation you know because if it's done properly then it helps promote people to add on to things that have already previously been done which is sampling at its core and so i think that yeah if you know if people are if people are using sampling how it's supposed to be used and completely legally then it's a it's a great way to you know take something that's already been done and improve on it you know because that's that's what's the cool thing about you know lots of new artists and new minds they'll hear something and then they'll be like hey i reckon if i did this this and this then i could make this into an even cooler thing something that the original artist may not have even thought of you know so it's a it's definitely a great way to promote you know innovation and creativity but it's just really about um how uh ethically uh, ethical it's being used and um if everyone's properly getting reimbursed and all of that but i think these days you know that's it's much less of a problem for people to be unethically using sampling because of all the because copyright is being taken very seriously now in in a legal sense yeah, I think for bigger artists, it's so easy to, um, you know, they have to pay. Otherwise, they'll just get mm. called out. Um, <laughs> but for smaller artists, I feel like they can uh, maybe more easily get away with using copyrighted material, which, whatever, I mean, mm. it's, <laughs> hopefully they're paying for it and stuff. But, like, yeah, it's probably easier for them to get away with it. But then again, it could be picked up as well. But what can you do? Whatever. Um, But the Glass Animals album, um, I was talking about a little bit about having um, like movie snippets and stuff. And in their their new album called Dreamland, they've actually um, used a couple of like little home movie 
um, audios and like put it amongst their album, which I thought was really, really cool. Mm. Um, but I'll dive into a little bit of the Glass Animals album. So basically it's called Dreamland. Um, I really enjoy it. I enjoyed it. I've always been like a bit of a distant Glass Animals fan. Like I've never, I've like listened to a few of their like, you know, most popular tracks, but I've never been like, you know, super, super into them. Um, and then this album came out and I gave it a listen and I really, 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 really enjoyed it. Um, mm. Like it, they kept their kind of, you know, psychedelic sort of roots to it. Like that really weird, like Safia sound. Um, but they're just like, they're just such a unique sound and they've really kept that. Um, but I was doing a bit of reading on this album and I thought it was really, really cool because basically their front runner guy, um, I think his name is Dave Bailey. Yeah. Dave Bailey. And he basically for the past two albums, so this is their third album, um, he never really liked to write autobiographically. Like he always liked to write about like, you know, things he was seeing and just like other shit, not like personal stuff. Um, but this album, like I think towards the end of their last album, they wrote a little bit more personally and there was like really good feedback. Um, but I think before this album or while this album was being made, their drummer got hit by a truck. Um, really? Yeah, and he was, like, fully um, had to go into rehab and learn, like, everything from scratch. So he had to, like, learn how to walk again and just, like, all that, all the basics. And they basically literally said they thought they were going to, like, lose a band member and, like, a mate. Like, they literally thought he was going to die. And it sort of provoked them to go a bit deeper into writing this album. Um, And basically the main... um, singer had like has had like really really crazy experiences in his life and like wrote a bunch of tracks and when I first listened to the album like I kind of really didn't think much of it lyrically because it's kind of like I feel like the the lyrics can sometimes be like muddled into like the psychedelic sort of like sound of it all um but when I was reading into it um and then you look at it lyrically it's really 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 interesting um And it's kind of an album based off like traumatic experiences. Uh, So like um, the track Dreamland, the title track has like snippets of his mum's voice from like some of those um, like home videos playing in the background. Um, And then they've got like a song called Domestic Bliss, um, which is about like um, his friend's mother, like experienced a really abusive relationship And when he was younger, he like witnessed it. And so he wrote about that. Um, But one that really was like quite shocking to me was a song called Space Ghost Coast to Coast, um, which was a friend of his, like an old friend of his who that he kind of lost touch with, um, ended up attempting a school shooting. Um, Really? Yeah, which is really, really crazy. Um, But it was someone he like lost touch with and he, wrote this like really personal story about like why, like kind of why would you do that sort of thing? Like, you know, you're not the kind of person to do that. Um, so like lyrically it's really, really deep and incredible compared to their past albums, which I think maybe that's kind of why I like it so much as well. It's a lot more deep and meaningful. Um, but it's a really, really cool album to like listen to once without kind of thinking about it and then going into it and kind of looking at it piece by piece. And I was like really, really intrigued 
Um, my favorite song is Melon in the Coconut, just because it's just such a cool song. Um, really love it. But yeah, I really enjoyed this album. It was really cool. <laughs> what were your thoughts on it, Shane? <laughs> Gone on my rant. Yeah, well, well, no, that very much is because I have listened to it, as you said, the first time, not knowing, not knowing all of that. So I listened to it, not really of the um, lyrics, which I'll definitely go through it, listen to it again and pay more attention to Glass listener. So I, I really, I, I wasn't, I didn't pay out and all that, but um, I listened to it through and um, yeah, I really enjoyed it. You know, I, I really like the melody on some of, and some of the songs, the psychedelic aspect to it. You know, I'm a huge fan of um, the song Dreamland. Um, I really, really enjoyed the song Heatwave. I did quite enjoy, and especially because I'm quite um, dance music sort of person, Diplo doing a remix of Heatwave, which um, was really up my alley. So I really enjoyed um, that song, both the original really good so yeah and uh, thought it was a really cool album um i'm glad i heard it because now you know i will definitely be paying more attention to future releases because i yeah it was really nice and vibey um and i think it you know i also time of year for that to be releasing to summer because it does have a bit of a yeah sort of feel to it yeah so i think you know it's starting to warmer days and all of that I it really fits the vibe of the um you know of the season at the moment so yeah no I definitely think it was a good album I very much enjoyed it so yeah I was um yeah definitely yeah definitely gonna give it another listen to and properly like listen to all those lyrics because yeah I had no idea about um about all those stories behind the lyrics which um awesome I'm a I'm a big fan of really using music to express, you know, your personal feelings. So, um, yeah, yeah. It's a good way to listen to it without knowing any of that and then to listen to it after knowing all of that. And then you can see how both their songs, which are just on their own, really enjoyable, but then the story behind it, you really understand. Yeah. Yeah, 100%. The, like, once I heard, uh, once I learnt like the story behind it and like kind of listened to the song and the lyrics, it made the song so much better. Like if it was kind of like a song that I wasn't vibing with as much, for example, Space Goes Coast to Coast, like it was kind of, I enjoyed the song, but it wasn't like I was really, really into it. Like I was with like Tangerine and Melon and the Coconut. Mm. Um, but now it's like one of my top favorite songs purely because like I listen to it and I can hear a like really strong story behind it. And it's like, really interesting as well to listen to and especially because that's actually someone's personal experience it's not like like even if it was made up like you know it's still quite interesting but Mm -hmm. the fact that someone's really experienced that and was like so vulnerable and enough so to express that in a song and kind of like share it with the world even when he wasn't quite so comfortable with it in the past Mm -hmm. um I think that's really really cool and like shows heaps of growth as well yeah. with the band and the artist um which is really cool yeah loved the Everyone who's watching who haven't listened to the album pretend heard nothing of what we said and then listen to it <laughs> and then watch this and then yeah. listen to it again 
<laughs> that's pretty much what I said. <laughs> um, but yeah, I think that brings us to the end of the episode. Yeah, nice. Short. Short and sweet. Uh, a few long ones. But, um, <laughs> um, yeah. Brings us to a bit of a beers and cheers. And cheers. Beers and cheers. Ching. Ching.